But they call it hula-ing babies because they're hula-ing. That's why I thought it was a Chinese word. I'm like, howling? Yeah, you have to be in our first impression <laughs> episode. You're like... That's why I skipped it. I'm like, fucking China. Fucking <laughs> <on>. China, dude. <laughs> Anytime there's an X, I'm like, nope. Yeah, the only Chinese shows that me and Nick watch... Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast, and we're going to tell you why Hooling Babies is Anime of the Decade. I'm Sam the Bomb. With me is Nick Too Slick. Miani! And we don't have a Danny today because she is uh, busy, but that's okay. We're going to... How many listeners do you think just shut off the podcast when I did that? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, sh- don't worry about it. How many... You, you got to think op, like an optimist. You got to be like, how many people turned it on because I just did that? It, yeah, they're like, oh, I think they might scream like an idiot. <laughs> Let me turn this on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the ultimate duo is back. No drop, no tear, Nick and Sam the Turkey Mom. The Turkey Mom, that's a new one instead of the Turkey Tom. Sam the Turkey Mom, no drop club, Nick. Ultimate Duo is back to give you a winter review right now. Winter 2019 review. First season of the year. Um, we're going to go down what we finished, uh, what we what we watched, do maybe a couple of mentions at the end. And, uh, yeah, dude. I You know what? We'll get into it, but just really quickly. I thought, uh, definitely thought this season was super fun. And the soccer gun this season, dude. Whew. Bo show Holy shit dude oh my yeah the God. uh the only thing this episode is we are gonna not be doing like the award style because for one we don't have all three of us and then two it's kind of like a pain in the ass <laughs> to set that up so i think even with all three of you us know. like yeah just I, I i forgot that we weren't yeah we should have mentioned that it's like, yeah like it's fun but I think we we'll probably do it again at some point. But I think for like the summies and year reviews, like we'll do it right. Like, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 too much. I think it's kind of. And then at the end, we're kind of hurrying it, and we don't want to do that. So yeah, yeah. The tough and the tough part is like you don't necessarily get to talk about each show like in as much depth as you might want. So because we're too busy trying to go through the awards and yeah, say like yeah, and, and you might like yeah, you might stick to like a small number of shows rather than every single one. Like you might not mention one of them. So and even if the ones like we don't even get to mention some of the ones that we watched halfway through or reasons why we dropped this one and uh, you know yeah. Oh God, do I have to pull up my drop list? Pull up your yeah. <laughs> you I mean, just do. assume everything everything that we, I don't talk about, I drop just or ta- I put on hold. Just take a. You no longer get that title. You no longer get to be No Drop Nick. I haven't been No Drop Nick for like a year and like two years. That's true. <laughs> well, I mean, like, that was shitty too because last year you were working like two jobs and shit. And yeah, well, no, not this year though. I'm doing just the regular 40s. So. This is why IRL sucks. You should just watch anime all the time. Watch anime, play video games, yeah. and talk on Discord. Except don't, don't force yourself to marathon 30 episodes in two days. Like what we did. Not as fun as it might seem. Except <laughs> I didn't do it in three days. I did it like in four days, but Nick did it in two days. <laughs> yeah, no, literally 30 episodes Just to catch days. up that with winter fun. so we could talk about Hey, but that's okay, though. That's what we do. That's what we do. So before we get into it, though, uh, just going to take a quick break. 
Okay, and we're back. Thank you for that. And also, go to links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. Okay, I don't need to fucking tell you. All right, go to the YouTube. Go to the iTunes, Google Podcast. We're on iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify. Oh, but if you go on iTunes, though, you should leave a review. Leave a review on iTunes. Give us five out of five stars. Tell us that we're Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. And uh, go on Amazon. If you go on the search bar, type in Anime Summit T-shirt and buy a T-shirt. If you buy a T-shirt, you uh, will receive your Anime Summit wings. And uh, I'll get a shout out and I'll send you a gift. So suck it! I'm just kidding. That being said, let's get into it. Nick Too Slick and me had to compromise on the waifu and his bando. Because I think during our first impressions, I chose Haru the cat from my roommate as a cat. <laughs> and then Nick was like, I'm pretty sure to you did that. To nobody's surprise. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty sure you did that already. And even if not, you can't pick a cat. I'm like, you were thinking it. Shut up, dude. Shut up, Nick. So Nick got to pick the waifu, and I had to pick the husbando. So waifu is uh, Miyane or Miyani from Wataten. And uh, husbando is Hyakimaru from Dororo uh, because he's a badass. And you can't help but, like, love him. You just want to nurture him. He's got that beautiful hair. He does have really beautiful hair. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's spiky and uh, nice, and, and he wears, like, robes and all the time. flows. Like the dude. His arms are made out of swords. Flows in the wind. <laughs> yeah. You don't even need... He's like Edward Scissorhands, basically, if you think about it. Yeah, it's actually a really cool comparison. <laughs> God, and don't we, say it, but, Nick. Now fucking Tim Burton <laughs> is going to do a Hollywood adaptation and fuck it up with his fucking quirky <laughs> music and, like... <laughs> Make it into a musical. Fucking, there's Speaking like a... musical. There's like a skinless baby on the screen, and it's just like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> the baby has like worms coming out of its eyeballs. Oh my god! Speaking but, of musical, Wataten had a musical in the last episode. We'll get to that. But like Miane, her actual name is uh, Hinako, I think. Or no, sorry, Miyako Hoshino. That's her name. So, for the record, her her little sister just screams Miane. Somebody made a video. I think Lolly Conics, or it may have been someone else. They made a YouTube video. Of every time the little sister said Miane, and it was like 10 minutes long. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, you don't get sick of it. So, yeah. Anyway, great character. She's very shy, and uh, she makes costumes and food. So <laughs> She makes food, so it's okay. She bribes little girls with sweets to pose for her in, in photos. Should we answer these, wrong with that. these questions right now before just getting into it, or do you want to answer them at the end? Like, how do we feel about the season? How does it compare to other seasons? Oh, let's just do them now. How did we feel about Winter 19 overall? Well, as I said earlier, I don't know. Like, let me look at. I have the tab for last season open right now. I just, I mean, last season had Bunny Senpai, right? And I guess Slime Slime and SAO started last season, and we watched him this season um, because they continued into this season. But, like, I really only cared about, like, Gridman and Zombieland Saga last season. Like, if I'm really looking at it, right? You're talking about fall? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There was, oh, then there was uh, Honda Face, uh, Skullface Johnson. And then there was the second season of Golden Kamui, which was dope. Oh, yeah, Golden Kamui. I heard people really liked that one. I actually, I've only seen the first season. I didn't, 
I didn't get a chance to catch up to season two, and I I may never. So I have to finish it, but um, I only got like five episodes. Left. I'm gonna just bang those out tonight. It was a pretty decent dub, so maybe I'll maybe I'll just stick on the dub in the background. You know? I actually went back and watched some of the dub for uh, like fun of the funny moments, like from season one. And yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know though. I I still feel like even so, I enjoyed this season way more. Plus, like like I said earlier too, the Sakuga, because of because of Dororo and Mob Psycho especially. And I yeah, think, you had Mappa and Bones like yeah, GG and A One Picture is actually as as much as Digibro fucking hates that. Everybody take a drink. Nick mentioned Digibro. Like, <laughs> I don't take a shot. A One Pictures does a pretty good job, like when they put on their A team. So. Yeah, and even some of uh, Shield Hero, Kinema Citrus. Some of the scenes from Shield Hero were pretty cool. Yeah, some of them. I, I wouldn't say that was like a Sakuga fest. No, <laughs> okay. definitely not. Definitely not. But there are moments. What about uh, what about you? How do you Promise feel? Neverland How do you feel compared to at least compared to Fall? Anyway. Oh, um, definitely better than Summer. I should probably click on Fall here. I'll say it's definitely better than Summer. Summer did have some. Yeah, most seasons are better than summer. Yeah, like because summer season is usually pretty slow. I think did one year have Made in Abyss during the summer? Was that 2017 that had a Made in Abyss in the summer, or was that the fall? Anyway, um, no, I think that was earlier, dog. Or no, it was 2017. I know that, but anyway, um, yeah. So comparing to fall, I mean, I think it's like relatively on par. Uh. Because you had you had Gridman in the fall, and that was really good. Made in Abyss was summer 17. Sorry. JoJo's. I know a lot of people like Run with the Wind, but that was kind of both seasons anyway. Actually, yeah, a lot Actually, of people <laughs> like that one. <laughs> if you think about it, these seasons are very similar because you can have like one-to-one comparison. You have Wata 10 is Uza made, and then you have all the sequels that like run into the next season. Ton of I don't stuff. know. I, I would say winter is, is definitely a better season. It's weird because winter season the last few years has actually been one of the better ones. Because last year you had Doubleman Crybaby. A couple years ago you had uh, you had like Three Gods No Lion. You had Shogun Roku, Rock and Go Shinju, Konosuba. A lot of good stuff in the winter. I think Death Braid was in the winter. So compared to other winter seasons, I think this one's pretty on par. Yeah, I feel like winter, because I think we've said before in the winter past winter seasons that it was like, it's like winter and summer seem to kind of have that slow slowness but this winter though i like finished six shows and watched like halfway through five other shows so like about halfway through i mean i don't know i i, I agree yeah, that's I not like... bad that's what we aim for we aim to finish about half a dozen if you want i mean if it's a really good season we'll do more but <laughs> i feel like i agree um, with you we could do a whole episode on like comparing just a discussion on comparing like you know, yeah, like, I mean, and you can actually find that on your if you go to the Malgraph. I think you can. I don't know if it if it goes by season. It'll go by year though. And you can see. Well, that's maybe that's not as much of like a, as as micro level as we want to get because if we want to go season to season, we'd have to like manually find our average score or something like that. Well, also too in our decade simple in our decade it. episode, we're definitely going to be comparing years. So. I mean, we could do that. Yeah, too, we though. got them all listed out. That episode's going to be Speaking long. Speaking of Just that, heads up, that episode's going to be long. That's going to be without long. without. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's going to be split into probably probably two parts, maybe three. It, I think two would probably be better, it, like two two hour episodes. It's going to be a Deathly take, Hollows situation. Yeah, 
uh, it'll be a it'll be a Hobbit situation where you just bloated, <laughs> split into three. See, I remember three initially- episodes of seventeen shows each. <laughs> I remember when they said that movie was only going to be split into two, and then they were like, "Ah, we better do three. But yeah. Uh, anyway, any shows that have a shot of making our top fifty anime of the decade, I. I mean, yeah, I think I think for me, I see. You can look at my list on the you can look at my sheet that we made we have our own shared sheet where we rank them and we're all kind of just chipping away at it as we go i have like an on the bubble section and a few of them made it like doro promise neverland those are probably the the ones that have the best chance of making it for me yeah mob psycho is going to be treated as like the franchise we're not going to do like mob psycho one yeah well that's already on my list yeah that's already on mine for sure that's gonna it'll be on there somewhere for sure i mean now number one like some people would have it, but <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was a call out. Shout out to the Discord, <laughs> but like, it's a great show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, def- so yeah. Technically, one of them is already on there. Mob Psycho. I think Promise Neverland has, has a decent shot. The only the only thing that I'm hesitating about is that it's getting the sequel in like what 2020. Yeah, 2020 so is what they said. The only problem is like we would I would only be able to rank like this section of the show in the in the list. Right. So if it makes it, it'll be for me personally like a little bit lower down, but we'll see. Right, that's probably what I would do too if if it ends up on my top fifty. But um, I had Kaguya at first for a while, and then like the more that I thought about it, the more that I'm like, ah, uh, there's like better. I don't know. It's it's there's enough flaws in Kaguya that I that I can't see myself putting it on the top fifty. Sure, sure. I know you you didn't finish that one, is that right? No, nah, I wasn't really into it. I was just kind of into it for the cute stuff, but then I was kind of like, yeah, for Chica. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather watch the other stuff. Well, and you, the thing is, you can just you even if you don't watch the show, just find some Chica highlights. Like for sure, everybody should watch the Chica dance, and then and uh, <laughs> there's various YouTube videos showing Chica's like noises and her expressions and stuff, and that's like that's pretty good. I mean, you know, watch a couple episodes of the show and then watch Chica. There you go. Not as cute as Harvey the Cat. Anyway. The real talk, that cat is not very cute. Dude, fuck Don't you! Me. <laughs> Five out of ten at best. What can I say? I'm gonna cut you so bad. <laughs> oh man, dude, I'm gonna. Hey, Sam, I'm going to the. I'm going to the store. What flavor haterade do you want? Dude, I'm going full. Dude, I'm going full chola. I'm gonna bust out the knife. Just stab you in the liver. It's not that cute of a cat. I kick your Look ass. At, I don't. I don't like it. Hard. <laughs> I don't like it. You're just meat. Look, somebody. Danny's dog is like fifty times cuter than that cat. Oh, Finn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing looks fake. Phineas. By the way. Yeah, Danny's dog is a fucking doll. Like that's not real. Yeah. It literally looks like a doll. Like it looks better than a doll. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sen said that one time. She was like, "Is your dog a stuffed animal?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's, doesn't even look real. It's like a fucking Instagram model dog. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this, we'll make sure that Danny or uh, Danny sends Nick a picture or tweets out a picture of uh, Phineas. Or maybe in the Discord or something. Yeah, post, yeah, the, dis- p- post the Discord of Phineas. No, she'll only post in the Discord. If you want to see it, come to the Discord. Come to the Discord, yeah. You can find that on uh, YouTube descriptions and Twitter and Instagram. Anyway, uh, Nick's got a, a list of shows here. I'm going to let him take the lead. We're going to go down this list. And this is mostly stuff that both him and I finished. And we can go down and talk. We each have our top, we each have our power rankings, obviously, of our top uh, uh, five shows. And then uh, yeah, we'll mention some other stuff at the end. So here you go. Our power rankings are basically what we finished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like in order. <laughs> I definitely finished more this time around than last season. 
but yeah. Yeah. I think I think I finished a similar amount, but it felt like more because I was fucking marathon. Because you're a marathon, so. yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's just get into it. I guess you want to just start as the from the most popular and go down, work our way down. Yeah, yeah, that's how you put it on here, right? I'll just I have it, uh, the tab open too, but yeah. Um, uh, Tate no Yushu, Oh no, my my page is. So if you go onto the Mal seasonal page and like you scroll your mouse back and forth, it like fucks up the text on there, and then eventually you can't even click the link to the show. You just glitch out your browser. Just maybe that's just me. <laughs> that might just be your browser. Yeah, I don't know. That's not happening to no, me. No, like I'm 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 pushing my mouse back and forth, and the text is getting like the paragraph is getting thinner and thinner each time. It's like disappearing. I don't oh, know, they, they did a weird. Oh, I see what you mean. The, yeah, because you know yeah. why they fucking Mal, dude. The way they code the description on there. When you hover your mouse over it, you need to be able to scroll up and down. But then, like, the way they coded it, they must have put shrink every time. Yeah, if you go up and down, it'll disappear at every time. That's yeah. crazy. It, it, it used to disappear instantly. So, yeah, shout out to my anime list. There you go. See, this is why mail sucks. Anyway. <laughs> it still has the best UI. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Sorry if you can't rate shows out of 100, <laughs> like Annie List. This show's a 99, you can change not a 98. It, though. You can change how you rate stuff on there. Yeah, I know. Don't be mad. Don't be hater. You. I like hater. I like how I'm hating on that, but like I would totally use that. Totally <laughs> that was the thing. Um, yeah, first like, one, get out of here. Ninety six. This is for ninety sevens only. <laughs> this is ninety sevens only. <laughs> this is a uh, fucking Shield Hero, which is the top on this the top yeah, spot. And Sam, how far did you get in Shield Hero? You didn't finish. I watched like the first three or four episodes. I don't know. I didn't really like it. I'm getting sick of the Isakai's. good thing about this. The good thing about it though is it has a simul dub, so it's dubbed the same week that the sub comes out. As far as I know, or at least very close. So that's good. I've, I've just been watching it dubbed. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> right. It's so easy. Put it on while I'm making, making food. There you go. It just made me um, want to watch so, SAO, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. SAO, I would say, is definitely a better version of Shield Hero. <laughs> um, even with the flaws of SAO, right. it's still just better. It doesn't have uh, doesn't have Philo, which is my favorite character, but we'll get to that. She's so like Shield the Hero, hair, right? Yeah, she's the, she's the girl who turns into a giant bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the one I posted on Twitter with Homer Simpson disappearing into the bushes, yeah. but they replaced it with the bird. <laughs> um, but yeah, the basic idea of Shield Hero is like there's these these real world people who get sucked into another world, Isekai, and they're forced to wield these these uh, heroic, legendary weapons and defend this kingdom from these the onslaught of this uh, maelstrom, basically, and. Um, I don't have the right names for that, but that's the basic gist of it. And the shield hero is the main character. He is like, he's just like shat on by the King and like the court and this one bitch who everybody hates. I forgot her name, but she sucks. Malty. I think. Yeah. I think her name is Malty. She sucks. <laughs> you know, you know that meme of like the, it's like, you are the very best, not you at doing this. Yeah. Yeah. You know thank I mean? you for everything. <laughs> not you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you for everything. Not you. <laughs> That's what, she'd be she'd be the not you, because um, she basically frames him for some bullshit and anyway so he's got to slog through a lot of uh, difficulties and tasks. Um, so continuing on to Shield Hero, he he builds his companions. He gets Raftalia, who's a who's like a slave slash like raccoon girl, and Philo, who's who's somewhat similar. I think he buys her as well, and she's kind of like a mount. She helps like pull the wagon and shit and. She's like really strong, and they they level up. They're basically his offense because he only has a shield. He's not even allowed to 
wield any other weapon. It like falls out of his hand. Yeah, that's his. Um, that's his like legendary weapon. He has to wield that. Yeah. But the shield has like a ton of abilities. It's like really useful. So yeah, um, like and then eventually it, like, like expands and makes like a big like ephemeral shield. Yeah, he can like trap people in it. He can he can like float on it. He can heal people and shit. It's crazy. It's like really overpowered, but. <laughs> Um, the only thing is he has like barely any offense. That's why he has to use these like orange balloons. Yeah. He's like shitty little like level one balloon monsters. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, yeah. So he, they're just defending from the maelstrom and, and dealing with the, the, uh, royalty bullshit. And they're slowly discovering, like unraveling more about them. He meets, they meet, uh, Malty's like, I think it's her younger sister. She's also royalty. And like, she tries to make friends and they're trying to like frame her for some shit. And, you know, it's a pretty decent show overall. Like, I don't want to get too much into the weeds of it, but um, it's okay. I, I Like, I know you were saying it had Sakuga, but honestly, I think the, sh- the animation in the show is, like, really average. <laughs> Not to, like, disagree too hard, but... Yeah, there's, like, a few scenes, like, when he does some of the shield abilities, it looks really cool. I yeah, think the, yeah, it's fine. I like the character design. A lot of people seem to like this show, though, so I'm not going to... You know, well, it's because like, it's easy to watch. You just it's it's like McDonald's. You just eat it. It's like McDonald's, know? yeah. <laughs> Another reason why you need to watch the Asterix War sucks. Rob Talia is up. like a chicken McNuggets, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but not the kind with a cartilage. Got a, <laughs> yeah, you bite down on the cartilage. It's got a eight point three seven on mail. Uh, I mean, it's popular. Yeah, these isekais always get over like a bloated scores. Yeah, I'm but, not. Uh, uh, I'm not big on isekais anymore. I just. I mean, it, it's fine though. Like the thing is, it's not a bad show. It's good. It's it's okay. It's like average. <laughs> it's like average. AKA eight out of ten average. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think um, I don't. It's weird. I don't have any like real knocks against it, but I don't. It's it. It's also not really going above and beyond in any in any particular moment. Like he's very protective of his companions and he wants people to pay him money. And like <clears throat> that's Naofumi's like characterization basically. Yeah. And he hates he doesn't he's very distrustful of everything and he you know, he hates the kingdom. Even though they need him to save them. It's really it's kind of a weird dynamic. They're like, You have to save us. Also we're not really gonna help you that much. <laughs> right, yeah, he just gets so, in fucked up situations, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> one one really funny part was I think it was the king. He's like he was having an argument with him and the king is like, The cursed shield <laughs> <laughs> And in the dub, the way he said that was so fucking funny. It reminded me of like those uh those old uh Zelda cartoons where he's like, Look, my boy <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of that. Squad of Law. Or, so, or Bison from this, the American Street Fighter cartoon where he's like, Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, that's the gif. Yeah, I always post that. Yeah. But like he you know, it has some unintentional comedy. Philo's super cute. She turns into a bird and they sleep in her feathers and stuff and there's a there's a funny scene where like Raftalia invited him to sleep with her and like in her bed cuz she was uh she was like afflicted with this curse from the dragon that they had battled earlier. And he's like, "No, I'm an isekai protagonist." <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "Shit." <laughs> I'd have my shield off already at that point, even though he can't take it off. It's a decent show, Shield Hero. Um, I would I would say like if you just want another isekai, you can't really go too wrong with it. So it's still ongoing, halfway done. If you're into that, yeah, just watch it. Uh, the Primus Neverland, Yakusoku no Neverland. Clover. Yeah, so this one is Cloverworks. It was really good. Um, 
this was a this was the it's not an original, is it? It's based on a manga. That's right. Yeah, based on a manga. Yeah. Actually, I don't. Think I know. Like, there don't think there were originals this season, or any. If there was, we didn't. They weren't good. Oh no, there's always originals like every season. Oh, Endro was um, okay. Sweet. Never mind. Yeah, Endro's original. Sorry, I had to scroll down for a second. Some like, number of them are. I think there's another one that we may have dropped. It might just be Endro. No, there's Eganodaika and various others. Oh, Hikutai, the girls and their planes show. Oh, the, that we, yeah. I actually never started that one. The magnificent Kotobuki. This is going to be another brief shout out. I know Sam doesn't like it, but like, so if you want an exhaustive list of like almost every single seasonal show, then I would recommend listeners to check out the uh, Otaku Spirit podcast because that's like their shtick. Like they cover everything in the season and like we don't necessarily do that. We just kind of watch our favorites. You can cut that out of the podcast if you want. <laughs> no, I don't mind when you shout out the podcast. It's like not even a competition though, because like you know, if you think about it, we do different things. And no, I just hate it when fan, you constantly when multiple. you constantly go uh, crunchy slash basement or whatever. It's like fucking <laughs> shut the fuck up. Stop marketing people's. I shill for mother's face. Stop marketing it's other funny, people's though. codes. Like <laughs> fuck. You mean yeah, your but own yeah, I mean, code. If you want to hear opinions on like the shows we don't talk about, then Otaku Spirit is where I would start. That's a that's a good place to go. Um, you know, shout out to also Otaku obviously, Spirit. Anime News Network they do seasonal breakdowns and uh, articles for like almost every show. So that's a good that's another good place. It's, it's also our content, podcast so. is pretty good. You should listen to us too. Okay. Yeah, we do okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> God damn it. God damn! I just spent like a minute shilling other people. <laughs> yes, I'm saying, dude. <laughs> but yeah, Promise Neverland, dude, man, this show was sick. But I mean, a lot of people were. It's so basically, it's about this um, orphanage, and uh, it seems really like fine, right? They they all get uh, they grow up, and then when they get adopted, they leave the orphanage, and uh, come to find out at the end of the first episode that they're actually being farmed uh, for food by uh, demons or monsters all right we don't need to know what they are we don't know if they're aliens or monsters or demons or what they're just monsters. yeah at this point it's been long enough we can spoil the first episode i yeah. think that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i mean i mean yeah and, it's you i gotta... mean like look if you look at the you know look at the look at the fucking cover art look at, yeah just, just look at it like <laughs> yeah we're gonna try and not spoil on. as much as we can but you know it's, that's it's, like it's, saying it's... school live like oh school live's normal like no, it's obviously there's something dark under the surface. Right. So. It's a it's a seasonal review though, so just be careful. But at the same time, we're gonna try yeah. We won't not... spoil too much more. We're not gonna say like what happens at the end, just the first episode, right? But, and and our impressions on it. But basically, they spend the whole show, then trying to figure out what to do, and then they try and plan an escape. So like, it's a really cool show. There's a bunch of like twists, even between the three main characters, Emma, Norman, and Ray. You know, they're the three smartest in their class. And they try and also they figure out like in episode two or three they figure out that um, the smartest kids actually stay the longest because they because their brains are juicier or something yeah for the they're more intelligent or yeah so when they're tw- I, don't, I don't know how that makes any sense but when they're go when it. they're twelve <laughs> year when they're twelve they max out at twelve years old so at twelve years old they'll ship them out um, if their brain is fully developed earlier than that, like they're not going to get any better or they think they're not going to get any better then you could get shipped out earlier. But yeah, they're basically considered they're, they're animals and they're being farmed for these monsters. And the, the mom or mom, uh, her name is Isabella. 
she's like their caretaker, their guardian. She's in on it. Like she's the one she's like, you know. Yeah, she's like the main antagonist. Yeah. There's also uh Sister Crone who is in the show as well. She's another mom who who joins the uh what are they called? They don't call it a farm, they call it just like a house. They call it the Gracefield House. And they yeah. they pass it off as an orphanage, but they call it a plant. Like the Yeah, and the, it's like this compound that's surrounded by walls, basically, and a little bit of forest. Got a little attack on Titan situation happening, yeah. Um I'm telling you it's a prequel. It's a prequel. <laughs> Uh, but the like armored Titan breaks in. Yeah, <laughs> they're like go, fellas. And they run between their legs. <laughs> yeah. So then there's, um, there's there's also so there's the mom and then there's sisters. Sisters are like moms, but they assist the mom. Um, and then the sister Crone comes in like episode two or three, or no, it's three, I think, at the end of yeah. The- she comes in relatively early. But um, yeah, dude, it's. It's a crazy show. Uh, a lot of it's a butt clencher. Shout out to Young Trey V. He calls it the butt clenching show. Yeah, he's like, time to clench my ass. Like, oh, new promise never lands out. Time to clench my ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, butt clencher the anime. It's dude, it's really cool. Like you go through, they're trying to figure stuff out. They're trying to figure out how mom works. They're trying to figure they're, out what yeah, she they're does. Plotting an escape. Yeah, well, all all while trying to figure out these details of how they do business. They're trying to plot their escape at the same time. And yeah. Cause the, and Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just saying that Ray, Emma and Norman, they're the smartest in their class or not in their class, but just like in the whole orphanage. And they take these classes in the orphanage. Like they take these crazy intelligence courses and stuff like that. Emma's like really athletic and honest. And then Norman is like, I don't know. He's super smart. And then Ray is like super, also super smart, but he's more, logical yeah ray has ray has like a lot going on too we're not gonna spoil what happens right. but there's like there's ray's backstory and like his reasons for doing things are more nuanced than some of the other children so right and ray is kind of more like there's things about ray too that you find out where you're just like oh shit but um dude it's cool yeah so if if there were D D characters emma would be like lawful good i think yeah what would norman be he'd be like lawful neutral or something or good <laughs> I don't know. Ray would be chaotic something, right? He'd be like chaotic good. Chaotic good or? Or chaotic neutral. He's kind of like, because. Yeah, something in, to that effect. There's, I like, I don't, without spoiling it, but I mean, well, you kind of find out like in episode four or five. But, you'll, but I like, mean, you get the idea, basically. Yeah. yeah he's. But like. He's got some, some uh, history. Some history. But all together, they try and figure, it's like, there's, there's so many questions. There's like, okay. What is, what's mom's purpose? And she's human like us, so how did she get the position she has? How is she keeping track of us? Does she see us when we do stuff at night? Do the other does is there any other children here that potentially know already that this is what's going on? And how do they ship us? And all this other stuff. Like they, it's so much to figure out. But you kind of forget. You almost forget that they're kids. But then you remember. When, but even when you do remember that they're kids, it's okay because you know that they're super smart. Like the, well, and it shows that they are because the the mom and the sister are way stronger and smarter than all the kids. Right. So like when the like when Sister Crone is chasing them around at one point, she's just like lightning fast, and <laughs> there's like no way they can escape her. So like the kids all have to work together to outsmart one adult, basically. Right. Right. It's um. Um, and it's really cool. Like, um, they, uh, they play tag and stuff and yeah, that's the one, uh, 
It's almost Ender's Game ish a little bit, but not as maybe not as brutal as that. Not as yeah. It is really brutal because at the end of the first episode, when they find out all about all this shit, it's because a yeah, little, that's a good first episode. It was a little girl that got shipped out, Connie, I think her name was, and they they were spoilers. Like, yeah, you're really spoiling that episode. Yeah, they, they're like, well, she forgot her doll. Let's go give it to her, right? And they find her like dead in the back of a truck, and it's it's their brains that they eat. So it's like, oh shit, dude. Like, ugh. yeah, I'm still trying to figure out why they would ship them out early. Why wouldn't they just harvest everybody ma- the maximum? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not like your brain's going to deteriorate by the time you're 12. But maybe there's just like but a maybe, huge demand for brain, and they just need to keep going. But maybe they don't, <laughs> don't know, know that. Yeah, I don't know. They they also do mention early on too that that plant that they're at is one of the best. Like the best, some of the best kids come out of that plant. So yeah. like. I don't know, but anyway, it's a cool show. One, one thing I one thing I wish that they had done is uh, paid homage to the Great Escape. You know the the old I don't even know who made it, but it's like a famous movie where they're escaping from a World War II camp. I think <laughs> it's re- I'm really fuzzy on this, but like there's a scene in the Great Escape where the guy is in a cell and he's like chucking a baseball against the wall. You would oh. know it when you see it. He's got like he's just sitting down. He's got one leg up, throwing a baseball against the wall, bouncing back. Yep, <laughs> That's yep, like a yep. famous scene. I wish they would. I wish they had done that. That'd been kind of cool, um, but I mean, I guess they're not really going to put a kid into a cell. Wait, they did do that. To... There is an episode where where Ray does that. Oh man, I must have missed. that. Yeah, no, they. Okay. Do, yeah, there is an episode where it was Ray or Norman. They do that. Because um, was were... he throwing a ball against the wall? Yeah, Jeez. there were con- He was contemplating uh, some shit. It was Ray. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because like I said, yeah, it some, would have to be Ray. There's some history with Ray, and he's like contemplating shit, and he's like throwing a ball against the dude. But it, it makes call. more sense. Good, if he's, good, yeah. Yeah, good fucking way to point that out. That's awesome. And why didn't they carry dirt in their pockets? <laughs> Come on. Where's the tunneling? At the end at the end of it, and Norman's just like, full metal jacket. <laughs> <laughs> they ride a motorcycle out of there? Yeah. <laughs> be fucking badass. But yeah, dude. I 12 episodes. It's going to be a second season in 2020. Um, yeah, really good directing, really good soundtrack. Oh, um, yeah. This is one of my favorite it. openings, by the way. Momoro or Mamoru Kanbe. Mamoru Kanbe. But yeah, the opening is uh, Touch Off by Uberworld. Very famous uh, J-Rock band in uh, Japan right now. So, But uh, yeah, dude, I, I like it. It's cool. The The two openings I like this season are not like, like your typical anime opening. So they're that's why I like them. But yeah, dude, that's a good show. You guys should watch it. 12 episodes. And now we're talking about a sequel. Mob Psycho 102, Mob Psycho. the second season. So Mob. if you haven't seen the first season of Mob Psycho, go watch that. It's it's really great. Yeah, actually, there's a couple um, of people <laughs> in our Discord who are like, yeah, I just ran through the first season so I could watch this one because everyone's like talking about <laughs> Like there was somebody today um, who said that. It was funny. But um, yeah, because like we're all caping up for it, dude. But it's uh, it's it's by the same creator as One Punch Man. I think his name is just One. One Punch and Man. In any case, same guy as One Punch Man. Yeah, one. Mob Psycho was a lot more like kooky and and weird. It's not as bombastic, at least not like right away. Um, and it's less of a parody than One Punch Man. It's more of like a traditional like coming of age uh, type of story, where a character is trying to like you know find his place in the world and make friends and all that. So, season two, um, it's kind of like a different arc from season one. He's still like. You you technically could watch this without seeing season one. I wouldn't recommend it because there's like some recurring characters, but like you could 
it's it's a different plot. There's like a different arc than season one. So. Well, when you get to the end though of the season, of arcs. there's characters in there that are from. Well, it's like a Avengers style where they like they gather a bunch of characters. Together, yeah, from so. the from the first yeah. season that yeah. But I mean, it, this show was fucking cool. Like I I Mob Psycho is just really cool. The whole thing, like. Yeah, and Studio Bones is the uh, animators. But I love, and they do, fucking love Bones. Yeah, Bones is great. Like, they do a good job on this because they, they let everything go off model. They they make it, like, messy and and squiggly, which I like. And they really, especially when, when Mob is uh well, the basic idea of Mob Psycho is he's, uh, he's an esper. He has, like, psychic powers, him and a bunch of other people. Mob happens to be uh, the strongest, or is he? And uh, <laughs> right, the, him and Reagan have to like solve uh, people's problems. Reagan is this is his mentor, even though Reagan has no psychic powers at all. He's still Mob's mentor, and, and Mob like is aware of that. Um, yeah, he's like a he's so, like an exorcist uh, con artist, kind of. Yeah, he's yeah. a con artist with a heart of gold, basically. Yeah, it's funny because like he solves a lot of people's problems with like placebo effect. <laughs> it's fucking like this. It actually does work. And then you, when there's like, actual ghosts involved, yeah. he'll call Mob to just, like, exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And and he's – it's funny because, like, Reagan's really fearless. Like, he'll even – he'll do anything to, like, protect Mob. He'll even – he'll, like, you know, jump in front of a, a bullet or jump on a grenade and all that type of stuff. Not literally, but – He would. M- maybe literally. He probably would, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no. Like, um, and his schemes are just – are always great. Especially – I think season one was, was great at the end, too. I don't remember – exactly how it happened but like reagan somehow got powers for a minute <laughs> mob exploded but then reagan calmed him down so he had exploded into reagan yeah. but it was positive so the thing about mob psycho 100 is it like, wasn't who's who's the green guy dimple oh yeah dimple yeah dimple i thought he like possessed him for a second dimple possesses like everybody there's there's a lot of characters in this it's kind of a ensemble yeah because he exercised dimples like physical form in the first season so now he kind of just hangs around and uh at first, he was trying to, like, just hang around to use them, but now he, like, legit cares about Mob, and uh, yeah. what's cool, so the thing about what, something Nick said earlier was, he said coming of age, which is, like, super true, like, like the in the first season, Mob is kind of, like, he joins the Body Improvement Club, because uh, he's so used to using his psychic powers to do things here and there that his body is, like, really weak, so he's like, well, I'm trying to do other things for myself, you know, and this that was his first step to try and do something for himself. And the whole thing about the reason why it's called Mob Psycho 100 is because of his his he's like Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell's got like a little jar of emotions. And if you she can only have one out at a time. And if you poke a hole at the top of it, she goes crazy and shit like that. Right. So like Mob is the Who same played way. Tinkerbell and Hook. Was that Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. Yeah. Tiny Julia Roberts. Um, shout out to Robin Williams and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, but, like, the whole entire show, it shows, like, a percentage number going up. And there's a couple times where it happens in season one where it reaches 100 and Mob just goes crazy. He's not thinking about nothing. He's only thinking about... He basically about, goes berserk, yeah. He's thinking about the one... Super Saiyan. The opponent in front of him and who made him, like, go that way. So... <clears throat> The whole entire first season is kind of like him trying to figure that out. And in the, in the second season, you do see that happen a couple times, but like he's got he's more trying to figure out other stuff to do for himself and 
like there's a couple times where he gets bullied by some high schoolers and people keep stepping in to like protect him and then there's he's finally there's another part where he's getting bullied and he finally just uses his psychic powers to scare him away because he's he's kind of realizing like i gotta do for myself you know like nobody owes me nothing yeah the body improvement club is is his after school club when he's not at reagan's oh yeah is yeah, it reagan yeah. or reagan anyway I'm pronouncing it Reagan. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. I'm pretty sure it's Ronald Reagan. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's, um, that's the best thing about this show, though. I love the Body Improvement Club. It's just a bunch of really muscle-bound guys who lift weights. Yeah, but they're, they're not. like, shouting fight songs. And they're, like, super masculine, but not in the douchey way. They're just, like. Yeah, they're, like, they're, the nicest guys. They're, like, the nicest supportive people ever. They're, like, you can do it, or whatever. And they're, like, ugh, ugh, beefy. Fight, oh, fight, oh. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the best part about this show, though, because as Mob is, like, trying to figure shit out for himself, everyone around him, like Regan, his brother, Ritsu, and uh, former enemies he had in season one, the Body Improvement Club, they're all kind of like, dude, we're your support. We got you. Don't let people bully you around. You got you own you don't owe nobody nothing. You owe yourself. And he like they're like everyone is so nice. Like you just love every character, including Mob. Like, like obviously, you're probably gonna love Mob the most because of like when he figures. I think a lot of people like Reagan the most though, because he's he's the most like interesting character. Shout out to Sen because that's her, uh, that's her uh, avatar in Discord. Right <laughs> but like, yeah, uh, Reagan's awesome though. Reagan is like he's another one of those guys too. Like, there's even one part in this season where he was kind of like, I'm not fully considering Mob's feelings, you know, and uh, he can see literally a hundred times more things than I can. So the world is different to him than it is to me. Cause they were going to exercise these ghosts at like this old, like farm in the forest. Oh yeah. 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 And the ghosts were just like, we're just living here peacefully before we pass on. Like, please leave us alone. And yeah, it's weird. If you think about it, mob psycho has the same type of mood as Kiki's delivery service. You know, like when she's delivering the cake to this house and there's like these ungrateful kids and she's, she gets all like sad about it. And then she's, you know, she's trying to save the, she doesn't really save the town, but there's like a dirigible at one point and they're trying to like prevent it from crashing. Anyway, same mood as Kiki's delivery service. Cause like they're both trying to find their place in the world. They both have special powers. Not everybody does. So if you like Kiki's delivery service, watch mob psycho. I know it's a little, I mean, it's a Ghibli movie. It's not unorthodox, but, but also on that level too, that's a good point. What you said about Kiki, because the, she the reason she gets upset is because she's doing all this stuff and like there's a couple times where she sees how ungrateful these people are to these really compassionate people and she doesn't understand that she doesn't understand how people can be like that yeah they're both someone, like very nice yeah um, and mob is the na- same naive, way i should say right yeah. right and mob is the same well, way and- like he's saying he tells some of the people he fights he's kind of like i don't understand what your beef is dude like why? Yeah, are you I, th- like I would this? say the main difference though is like this one isn't really this isn't really like a depression type of show. Like no, Mob not at doesn't all. have that or anything. Not at he's all. mostly just like he's kind of like a you know pacifism or a pacifistic, and he's trying to improve himself. Like the Body Improvement Club is kind of his his like goal, and he wants to get a girlfriend. Like some pretty basic stuff, and he cares about his family. Right. So eventually, he does learn that he can use his powers as long as he's protecting people. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. I don't I could ramble on about Mob for like another ten minutes, but I don't know. Mob Psycho one hundred is fucking dope. if you haven't seen any of it, you should watch it and then watch this season because this season was also dope. I I don't know if I would say it's better than the first one. I would say it's 
I, I would say they're, they're about on par. I would say I would say it's, very good. If it's not better, yeah, definitely on par. Um, um I, the only thing is like the last episode. I don't. Was it just me or did it end like a little bit abruptly? Like, was that very last episode ending like not quite enough for you, or is that just me? I thought there was gonna be, because I don't know how far the manga goes, because I know it's like a web manga, but like the the first season ended kind of alluding to this season. And this one kind of didn't allude to anything else. Oh, I just spoiled it. Sorry, but like, <laughs> not really. I I mean, ki- no, I kind of feel the you. manga has sixteen volumes, so they might need to wait for a little bit more to be done. I'm not sure. I don't know how many volumes were covered in two seasons. I don't either. I think I think the average number of volumes per season is like half a dozen ish. Something like that. I could be wrong. It depends on the it depends on the adaptation. <laughs> Some of them are just like blazed through a volume in like two episodes, but Yeah. Um yep. I would assume I think they're probably pretty close to caught up in in any case. I don't think they're I think they might need to wait like another year or two. Yeah, I don't know how far they're gonna take it, to be honest with you. But like the the last half of this show was pretty like pretty crazy. So But anyway. Or oh, it looks like season, oh I mean. you know what? It looks like it is finished. Oh really? The manga is finished. Okay, I was, I just read that right now. Oh okay, then maybe that's it. I I mean, you know what? Maybe they did cover it all. I I should really read the manga. <laughs> we, we should probably know this before we talk about it. Right? But, yeah. Know. Right. Right. Um, because I didn't know it was based on a, a manga. And it looked like it looked like at least one person wasn't like entirely satisfied with the ending to the manga. So I don't know if if the this ending was the ending or the or if it goes further. So right. Uh. Everybody's shouting at their speakers right now and be like, "You idiots!" <laughs> right? <laughs> Read the manga. So, yeah. I'm sorry, we will. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, watch. Either it. way, it's a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one, Kaguya-sama, Love Is War. This was A1 Pictures. Very catchy opening. Um, it has like kind of this, almost like a Kakaguri style opening. I would say not, not quite, but this is a story about. It's kind of like a rom-com type of show, but mostly it's almost it's like a comedy psychological show more more than that because they're not really in different locations. They're mostly in the in the uh, student council room for most of the show. And it's the basic premise is the two main characters, uh, the president the president is Miyuki Shirogane and then uh is she the vice president Kaguya? She's him and her are like the top of the student council, basically. And then uh, Chika is, is also in the council as well. And then another member joins Yu Ishigami. And so, like, basically, Miyuki and Kaguya are, are both in love with each other, but they're too proud to admit their feelings. And the, the entire show is just them going back and forth, cat and mouse, trying to get the other person to admit it <laughs> before they do. It's kind of like uh, Takagi-san, like the teasing. It's like... If you, how does that work? It's like if you laugh, you lose. Not you laugh, you lose, but it, if you blush, you lose. Something to that effect. They're trying to to win against the other. They're both they're both like dominant. So yeah, it, this this show was very interesting because like the directing style was was um was unique in compared to most anime. It was very it was it was very creative. Like they didn't just sit you know, sit in the room going back and forth, left shot, right shot, you know. They they had, like, these cool Chica uh, expressions where her face gets all fuzzy and she's like, eh! And, like, <laughs> you'd have stuff like that. And then you'd have, like, Kaguya and and the, the president, like, 
going in into these like introspective like inside their head you'd have like little scenes of that it's it was pretty cool in that sense and some of the bits were pretty funny where you know the president was trying to learn volleyball chico's trying to teach him and he was like really bad at it um there's another one where kaguya gets sick and she turns into like this helpless baby because like for some some like pseudoscience reasons like well the smarter you are the dumber you get when you get sick <laughs> and it's like okay. <laughs> um and then the, like this whole like misunderstanding hijinks happens at when when she's sick and the president visits her but yeah like that's the basic idea it's like a psychological comedy the only like the main f- flaw with this show is that it doesn't like really explore the romance it's kind of like a will they won't they type of type of romance it it doesn't like this isn't really a spoiler but like it's kind of like a fuck you read the manga type of ending <laughs> to the show <laughs> um so if if that is um something that you don't like just be aware of that definitely check i think i mentioned it earlier in the in the pod at least check out the chica dance and like chica's moments i know sam didn't you didn't finish this one is that correct yeah no i didn't i wasn't really into it but i do appreciate the fact that it was like it looks like the manga is still ongoing, so it's possible that they'll get a sequel. I do appreciate the fact that it was a romance where you already know the main two characters like love each other. It's just whether or not who's going to say it first. I, it's, yeah, and, and if you're going to do that, this is a uh, this is a fun way to do that, I guess. At least they made it pretty fun. But it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it was only 12 episodes. And it, my one of my other gripes with it is the is the lack of like change of scenery and like backgrounds. There was like hardly any background changes or, or they were mostly in that club room for most of the show. And that's kind of something that (laughs) like almost, yeah, they have like a set. (laughs) So it's like, there's a few different scenes, but it's like, you know, it would have been nice if they had like gone, you know, to another location, you know, a few different times, or if there was some kind of set piece or, um, you know, like, oh, we have to climb this mountain or we have to go go to this other location. You know, that, that'd be be nice. Um, I think they talked about going on a vacation to, like, the beach or the mountains, but I don't – maybe maybe I just blocked it out, but I don't remember them actually going. <laughs> maybe I just I blocked be, it out. <laughs> dude, I, I, I marathoned 30 episodes in two days, so for me that's a lot. So <laughs> like, I may have forgotten a detail. But in any case, like, yeah, they do kind of stick to one location a lot, so – yeah, and it's mostly just kind of like little bits and schemes. So it, it's not so much. It's weird because like little bits it's kind of similar. Sounds more like a sitcom every time you say something. It's like yeah, <laughs> well, it's it's like it's like Takagi-san, uh, the master teaser. It's it's similar in vain to that show, with probably better directing than that show. But like, it doesn't have like you don't learn about all the 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 characters aren't as rounded as they are in something like Kari Kano his and her circumstances which is what i initially compared this to cuz in his and her, her circumstances the characters like actually do get in a relationship and they're like they each have their own thoughts and like you're in their head they you do in, in Kaguya too but it's not it's not to the same extent like they're not really in Kaguya it's, it's mostly just like oh how do i get them to confess but in in Kari Kano they're they're thinking about like, oh, what's the right thing to do? Um, you know, what? Where do I go? For, where do we go from here? Uh, that type of thing. They're trying to like learn and grow as people. This one, not so much. So that's like the big difference there. They're not as rounded. Um, Chica's right. fucking hilarious though. So <laughs> just watch it for Chica. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> um, 
I know, I know, I know. Zella on the Discord, he really likes this show, and that's fine. It's a, it's a fun show, but I'm just pointing out a couple of flaws to it. And it has a high score. It's, it's worth watching. Check it out if you like rom coms. So there you go. Ram cams. All right. Uh, next one is uh, Dororo by Studio Mappa. Originally created by the the goat Osama Tezuka. It's based on uh, the manga, or there's uh, they had a 1980s version too, or 19. 19- we're not 1980s. What was it? Uh, uh, I think it was earlier. Well, there's like oh, a couple 60s, different versions. Excuse me, 69. There's one in the 60s, and I think there's another one too. Well, there, yeah, there was Dor- there was Doro Pilot, which was like the pilot episode that was in the 60s. Yeah, 1969. 60- there's a 26 episode show. And then yeah, 1969. Yeah, I think that was it. 1969. It was just called uh, Doro Tohiakumaru. but this one didn't have like. He had prosthetics, but like his his um, swords weren't in his arms like in this one was. Well, the, yeah, they they edited a lot of the story for the for this anime. There's a good mother's basement video, Crunchyroll.com/slash/basement. God, <laughs> where uh, he describes how how the uh, how this is adapted from the manga and how they changed a lot of what into it. For like mostly for the better, and he explains it. I'm like, oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. So the original story was a little bit simpler, but this adaptation, like every action has like a consequence, and they kind of feed into a main story a little bit better. So you know, on the shoulders of giants, so yeah. Tezuka, you you built up the base, and we made it better. And by we, I mean not me. By by not me. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> the so the the. Doro is the name of one of the two main characters. Uh, Doro is the name of the little uh, little kid that travels with uh, Hyakimaru, the other main character. It takes place in the Sengoku period, and there's a little prelude in the first episode. Um, the Kagemitsu, the Lord of Daigo, he makes a pact with demons uh, in exchange for prosperity and rulership of his territory, which is uh, seeing like famine, starvation, and uh, bad crops, just bad everything, just bad. So the demons were like, okay, we're going to take something of yours. And he's like, all right. So basically, right when their first bo- their first kid is born, the demons take the kid's limbs, eyes, nose, ears, and skin. So the baby is just limbless and skinless and no eyes, nose, or, eye- or ears. It's, it's uh, pretty gross, actually, because <laughs> they show it a little bit. But... Later, you find out that uh, a ronin named Hyakimaru is this person, and he's going around fighting demons. He's got prosthetic legs, prosthetic arms, and under his prosthetic arms are swords. And then you find out that every time he slays a demon, not every time, but, like, if he slays, like, a huge demon, he gets a part of him back. And uh, it starts affecting the uh, pact that his dad, Lord of Daigo, made with the the 12 demons, uh... All those years ago, uh, I guess in the original it was like forty-eight demons, and this for the purpose of this anime it's twelve demons. But um, he saves Dororo in the process in the first episode, fighting a, in the process of fighting a demon. So uh, he kind of just follows him around. Um, but yeah, he's blind, deaf. In the beginning, he's blind, deaf, no arms, no legs. He uses prosthetic legs that he controls with his shoulder muscles and knee muscles or thigh muscles rather. And um, blind and deaf, and no smell. And you find out that he can see the color of people's souls. So that's how he can tell he's fighting a demon, is he sees like a big red flame in the shape of the demon, and that's how he knows that that's what he's 
fighting, which is fucking crazy. But anyway, um, it kind of this show is dope. Uh, it's by Studio Mappa, and it was uh, directed by um, Kazuhiro Furuhashi, who also did um, he did Get Backers. He did the Fatal Fury movies, which is fucking weird. Um, I guess he also did Hunter Hunter, but I think it was that was the older one and not the uh, yeah the nineteen ninety nine yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's done, he's got a pretty big resume. Um, I don't know if, I, I don't know if they would have unicorn. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I don't know That's if they would have, I don't know if they would have given this anime to somebody with a resume, not as big as his, you know what I mean? Uh, but I mean, Oh, he did, he did Samurai X trust and betrayal. Shit. That makes a lot of sense. Cause that's kind of similar to Doro. Not really, but they're swords. Samurai. Yeah. That's dope. But, um, it, it kind of reminds me of a uh, Katana Gottery. Like every every episode, there's like a, a story about a new character in the village they're in, and yeah, monster it, of the week. Yeah, monster. Yeah, and he, every time he fights something, he gets something back, or he's 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 taking something. In the case of Katana Gatari, though, they were just gathering swords, but it, it kind of reminded me of that, and maybe that's why I liked it. But it was a little more dark, and the I don't know. It, it was just so badass that like under his prosthetic arms are the fucking blades and shit, like. It was fucking cool, yeah. dude. But yeah, like there's there's a part like I think it's like episode three. He gets his hearing back, and it's like he's not used to it. Like he just goes crazy. Like he's just like ah, like. But yeah, he yeah, like, he's like he's like Helen Keller basically. Yeah, when he starts out, yeah, blind and deaf, and uh, can't smell either. And he's a mute, so he doesn't talk. But like he talks a little bit, like later. I think on, it's funny but... how every time he gets his senses, he like he almost doesn't want senses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he gets, he's like getting he gets so a sense he... of smell, and he's like, "Oh, gross!" Because <laughs> he's gone through most of his life up until now. Because there is an episode where it kind of shows, like, what happened to him. Um, and I think that's one of the adaptation changes they made was that his, at least according to that mother's basement video, like. In the original, he had a lot of all of his senses, I think, or at least most of them. And in this one, he's like gaining them slowly. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I think in the original, he just had his limbs gone, right? Yeah, I, that might be right. I have not read or seen the originals, so. right? But honestly, dude, um, I mean, the animation was was pretty decent, and in the fight scenes, it was pretty cool. Dude, Mappa, is this Mappa? Mappa yeah, Mappa yeah. helped out with it. Tezuka Productions and Mappa. Yeah, Mappa is killing it. They are, they are. Um, I, I honestly don't have too much to say about it. I almost kind of just like, you just gotta watch it. Like it's some of the themes are like, like greed, royalty, greed. Um, your blood family versus you said your greed chosen. Twice. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I meant to say like your because I didn't want to say like corporate greed because that doesn't make sense. But like, you know, you, I just like how you said it. Like in the, like right after the other one, greed. Your greed, greed. Your greed, greed, greed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I wanted to say royalty greed because that makes more sense. But like, um, you know, your blood family versus your chosen family. You know, like he he learns to care they care him and Doro learn to care about each other later and it's Yeah, because his father is like this what's it called? He's like overly ambitious kind of a leader of this of this uh village. Yeah. And he's like, he'll take, he wants prosperity at any cost, you know, so he'll sacrifice, you know, his son to get it. Right. And in the beginning, when it happens, in the first episode, when it happens. Basically, it, it causes them to get, like, punished by the, the, go- or the gods and the spirits and all that. Right. And I didn't even, I didn't even say, like, 
how Dororo came to live because, wow, I can't believe I skipped over that. But, like, the midwife is supposed to go drown him or, you know, send him down the river. But she ends up putting him in a boat instead because she's like, wow, you're still alive. Holy shit. Like, how are you still breathing? Well, that basically, he basically should have died. Yeah, right. I mean, she basically did what she was told. She didn't, like, kill him herself, but she maybe she didn't. She was going to put him in the water at first, but then she was like, well, I'll put you in a boat and see what luck, you know, what luck brings you. You know, hopefully you you end up living. And then Jukai found him, the prosthetic maker, and then that's how it happened. But, yeah, like, it's, oh, man. All the characters are really fucking cool. Like even their sec the his father's second son, Tahumaru, he's actually kind of a cool character too because he's Yeah, like, he's he's cool. He's, he's just recently like, introduced in the past couple episodes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean you know his you know of his existence, but like l- later when you see him, he's actually kind of like he's got the same ambitions as his father, but not like an asshole. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's kinda just like no, nah, like I want to do it for the people, my people. You know, like these people are my my country. This is my this is my this is my my posse, and I will fight I will fight demons for you because I'm the prince and I'm the shit. But like, I don't know, man. Dororo is a it really kind of cool reminds character. me of the Ushio and Tora a little bit. I don't think I've ever no, seen you didn't that. really you didn't watch that. Ushio and Tora is another show. Uh, they re- Mappa remade it. It was uh, originally from the '90s. And the the remake was pretty good, and it has a lot of similarities to Dororo, I would say, because you have, like, this... Well, there's some similarities, but there's a lot of, like, demons and supernatural shit going on. But I guess um, Ushio and Tora takes place in more in a slightly more modern-day setting, but, um, well, a lot more modern-day. <laughs> like, the, it's either the 90s or the 2000s. But, yeah, so, like, basically the, the monster designs are somewhat similar a little bit. Actually, I think Ushio and Tora had some... Had better uh, monster designs than uh, than Doro, but like Doro is is from, I mean they're they're adapting material, so they can't like change it way too much. But yeah, like if you liked Ushio and Tora, then definitely watch Doro. I would say. I think Great it's even that's probably one of the recommended. As well. I wonder if that's one of the recommended at the bottom. Oh look, the, even Katanagatari is a recommended one. <laughs> but um, yeah. the main difference is Katanagatari is um. There's a, it's a lot more talky. Yeah, the hour long. Yeah, you can go, which I like better actually. <laughs> you can go listen to our uh, our episode on that. Um, oh, apparently there's a live action Dora. We should watch that. The Quest of a Samurai. That's cool. Anyway, ew, three D P D. Ew, three D P D. We but gotta move on. We're we're running long. Check out Dora. Um, all right. I didn't uh, so watch now, these next couple ones. What do we got here? So. Okay, Domestic Girlfriend, I know a lot of people enjoy it. It has a somewhat... I've heard that it has like a read-the-manga type of anime ending where it's like not everything is resolved as much as you'd want. I might pick it up again. We'll see. <laughs> if another season is announced, I'll probably pick it up again, but as it is, I might just not have time. Um, Boogie Pop, I know... I think we're going to... We should talk about that one like on a future episode, maybe later this month when we finish it. At least, at least, uh, give like a brief little review of I, it. I just really quickly, I could not watch that. It just so you drop, you ended up dropping it. I wanted it to be good because of everything we went through with that, me and you. But yeah, dude, and a, lot of, people, <laughs> a like, lot of people really like the old, the old one too. And I'm maybe I should rewatch the old one, but like I missed something in that I don't know. But I was also an edgy emo kid, so it's probably another reason why I really like the old one. Like, 
<laughs> it's one of those things. It's like it's like Concrete Revolution. It's like yeah, you like it if you can parse everything they're saying and like do calculus and figure shit out. But it's like, god damn, man, just tell me the story. <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly what it was. Like, I felt like the first 15, 18 minutes of the show was just like them figuring shit out and talking, and then it was the last two or four minutes of the episode where shit happened or you find answers, and it's like. God, like, you could have went through this already. Like, this could have been a movie. Like, you should have just made this a movie. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Minaria Friends, I end up dropping. It had good animation and everything, but, man, I, just don't, I don't got time. <laughs> I don't um, got time. I wasn't okay, in Minaria so, Friends. Oh, my roommate is a cat. I didn't. I almost missed that one. Dude, I love that you show. You finished this one. I, I end up dropping it just because, like, it's just not my type of show, but I know you really liked it. Well, I really liked it for, as I mentioned in our first impressions, because I have a bias towards it because of Boo, and I had to put her down like a little over a year ago. And Haru looks like Boo, and she's feisty like Boo. And but the best thing about my roommate is cat, like Catface Johnson aside, is that it every episode what it does is cut the episode in half. The first half, it, you're basically watching the episode twice, except one is from the writer guy's point of view, and then the second half is from her point of view. And then at the end of the series, some shit happens, and she's a cat. But, like, it's so funny how different their point of views are. The cat doesn't die, does it? No. no. Okay, that was my only guess. <laughs> no, but there's... Does it run away? Yeah. Kinda. She, she goes searching for, for, yeah. Spoilers. Massive spoilers for My Roommate is a Cat. <laughs> but there's one part where, like, just for example, really quick, there's one episode where they go to a, a friend's house or a homie's house, and he brings the cat face. And she, uh, there's another cat there that that guy has. And it's like, oh, man, looks like Haru really likes uh, Hachi there. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, they must like each other. It's weird because Haru normally doesn't like, you know, their cats or whatever. And then, then it goes to her point of view. And it turns out that Hachi is her little brother, like, from the streets or whatever. And it was just like, oh, this is kind of cute. <laughs> like, it was like, I don't know. If you like cats and you don't mind slice of life, like I, it's the way it's just the way it's told is really cool. I like how it's cut in half, two point of views. You're watching the episode twice, but from different point of views, him and then the cat. It's really cool. I like it. I, I like it a lot. Him and his cat. Him as and opposed the, to she and her cat. Him and her, <laughs> yeah, him and his cat. Compared to uh, what's that guy who made um your name? God Makoto damn, Shinkai. Makoto Shinkai. Yeah, she and her. He made she and her cat. Which I think was better than uh, my roommate's cat. Fuck Don't you. Me. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I like it. It's really cool. Um, obviously, it's 10 out of 10 because Cat Face Johnson. But it's also yeah, just the go. way it's told is a cool show. But anyway. Um, okay, so next we have a Nick show. <laughs> one that I finished. I don't know if you you didn't watch this one, I don't think. Which one? Um, Wataten and Angel Flew I didn't know. I didn't watch this. This is stupid. Or w- Watashi Natenshi, yeah. Um, so this is a slice of life. Cute girls doing... It's it's more like a cute lolly show. It's not really a club show, so I I wouldn't really call it a cute girl doing cute thing. It kind of is. It's based on a four coma manga by Studio Dogakobo. They also did Uzumade, which everybody wants to mention because Uzumade and this show have some parallels. Although I would say Uzumade is a little bit. I don't know. I would say Uzumade was a little bit harder to harder to stomach just because the the maid was like an actual lollycon, and in this show. <laughs> yeah. In this show, um, Miyane, a.k.a. Miyako, is she's not like a lollycon. She just gets like cuteness aggression from these girls. Um, and maybe there's something lost in translation. But like she, she's not like 
it's almost like you see a cat, right, or a, or a dog or whatever, and you're like, wow, that's really cute. I'm going to hug it to death, you know? That's kind of her version of it. So she she is this kind of shut-in girl. She's not a neat because she actually is in college. She's, like, studying um, fashion of some sort. And so she's really into cosplay. Uh, but the only thing is she doesn't really have any friends, at least <laughs> not that she's aware of. She has, like, this stalker girl who's her friend, which that's, like, that's a funny thing. A lot of cute girls' shows, there's always, like, a stalker girl who stalks the main character. <laughs> And she's like, oh, we're friends. And the character's like, oh, I guess we are. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but the character designs in this are really cute. Like her little sister Hinata and um, Hana and Noah are, are super adorable. So if you like the cute girl shows, definitely check this one out. It has has great animation. Um, the voice acting is also really good. Rika Nage does, does a great job on Hinata. <clears throat> it's kind of a, a show where they try to get their sister out or – Hinata tries to get Miyako out of her shell and like, you know, to get rid to um to help alleviate some of her social anxiety and all that. So they're like <laughs> the little girls are like they think that she doesn't have any friends, so they're like, We'll be your friends. <laughs> and it's <laughs> they everybody just like takes pity on her. <laughs> She's not like that far gone. That's the funny thing. But she she does have like some some anxiety, social anxiety issues. She's very shy, so they're they're trying to help her out of that. It's just a very cute show overall. It's not. It's weird because like, I really liked it, but I didn't give it like a, a super high score just because it didn't quite have. I think I gave it a slightly above average, but like, it just didn't have enough of like catharsis for me to to really bump it up. It was it was a little bit a little bit too light at times, which is fine. That's the type of show it is. So you know, if you like this type of show, check it out. Um, very cute. That's about it. <laughs> Very um, cute. the The last episode was like a musical, half the episode, so that's that's pretty fun. What do we got next? Uh, skipping a couple that we dropped. Endro, another cute girl show. Yeah, you, another you cute girl show. I uh, nope. I there's a I have a couple left, but um, same. I fucking it's not even just like aside from it being a cute girl show. It's also like because they they're they're on this island, and. Uh, there it's about this girl named Yulia and her party of friends that confront the demon lord and uh the, they like try and cast a ceiling spell but it goes it just fucks up and um they send the demon lord back in time to before uh Yulia became a hero so then they have to go to like this academy or this thing called adventure school um so that they can be heroes again but like so Yulia's like She's got a sword. She's like a warrior or a paladin or a warrior. And then like Sarah is a priest. And then there's uh um another warrior and then a mage. But like they the 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 design of the characters are kind of like it's kind of like that not chibi but like short shorty style, you know? But like yeah, it's like Moe. Yeah, Moe. It's a Moe yeah, design. Moe cute girls, uh different colored hair girls doing RPG things. It, it kind of is like Lucky Star, I think. Yeah, yeah, like Lucky Star. It kind of like, it it kind of is like a not an homage, but like yeah, kind of an homage to like older or Girls Last Tour. That's Chibi. Yeah, Girls Last Tour. Yeah, um, it's kind of an homage to like you Bob know, Team Epic. Uh, all <laughs> I'm right, just gonna keep listing yeah. stuff <laughs> to JRPGs, sorry, sorry. old JRPGs <laughs> like from like like Dragon Warrior and stuff like that. It is a little more reminiscent, I would say, of like the first Final Fantasy game, if anything. 
on Nintendo. But, dude, I don't know. Yeah, just... they have cards. So the cards give them power, right? Yeah. Well, the mage so has like cards. Catalan cards. What's the name of them? I forgot the name. It starts with a C. Cartado. Cartado. There you go. The mage has them. She's got an obsession with them, so she's got a bunch yeah, of them. Yeah, best girl. Maza. Yeah. Best girl. By um, the way, the the dub is like watchable, but it's nowhere near. I've I watched a few episodes dubbed. It's, I'm sorry, but English people, you're too sloppy. You can't do the cute girls. You just can't do it. You're not as good. You can. It's weird. They can do like princess types, but like the younger the girl gets, the less the less it makes sense. If they're supposed to be cute or or dandery or whatever, like they can't really. These English actors, man, I'm telling you. Actually, Amanda <laughs> Lee, or Amelie, the YouTuber, she does, like, English covers of anime songs. She does the voice of, uh, well, she's done a lot of voices since, 20, like, 2010, but she does the voice of uh, Yulia. And so, there's yeah, it's weird. Like, it's passable dub. There's a couple characters that are good. I know the princess is, is pretty decent, but uh, Meza doesn't sound anything like the Japanese one, which kind of bugged me. <laughs> so Yeah, that's, that's, always, that's always, like, super noticeable right away. Where it's like, that's oh, my favorite character. She's, she's not deadpan enough. I want her to be deadpan. She's not deadpan enough. English people cannot do deadpan. Like, it, they are just awful at it. I can't do it. I'm filthy. <laughs> I smell like milk and dogs. I smell like milk and dogs. I'm filthy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this show is cool. Like, I, I thought it was – at first I was, like – like I, I watched, I watched the cover. I saw the cover of it, and Nick was like, "Oh, son, you gotta watch this. I'm, I'm Nick. Oh, lollies." But like, <laughs> so right away, I was like put off by it. I was like, "This is stupid. I gotta watch it." But then like, it had like the fantasy video game aspect that was really cool, and I kind of was into that. And like, their weapons look fucking cool. The character designs, the designs of pretty yeah, much most I of think, it is fucking dope. I think it has my favorite character designs of the season. Maybe I wouldn't argue that. There's yeah, a lot like, of good ones. I mean. All the good shows have good designs, obviously, but although I would say Kaguya, the character designs of Kaguya are not actually that good, except for Chika. She's Chika's cool is really good. I thought uh, Kaguya was the, good. I like her black hair and uh, her red eyes. Like, yeah. She's okay. The guys were okay. <laughs> they were all right, but like... They're okay. Uh, I'm just being a hater. Uh, two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just love the little hat on Meza, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a hat, and I'm set. But yeah, Endro's cool. Strongly recommend the sub. Strongly recommend the stub, the paste. Do I have any notes? I didn't even have notes for Endro. I watched it and I liked it. <laughs> That's about it. I watched it and I liked it. It doesn't. It's more just comedy than anything. It doesn't really have much like heartwarming moments. I would say it has like a couple maybe, but Wata Ten was a lot more heartwarming. So I gave a Wata Ten like a slightly higher score because yeah. I'm a soft boy. So. But yeah. I'm soft. <laughs> I can't get into the salty spittoon. The salty spittoon, yeah, you have to go to Weenie Hut Jr. <laughs> yeah. So then there's a lot more shows that we didn't get a chance to check out. Uh, well, I, I think, think Slime about, is like going to keep sequels, going, isn't sequels. it? Yeah, yeah, here we go. Scrolling down to the sequels. We have One Piece. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Time I Was Reincarnated as a Slime, Studio 8-Bit. Yeah, so this one is... I didn't catch up on this. This one is the season one of of the show. Yeah, started. Uh, and started. It was a two curse, so like twenty four episodes. I did finish it. Um, I would say the first half of the show is definitely better than the second half because the second half's like it just has like a little bit of it. It go. It really slows down in terms of like what is happening. There's not a lot that happens, at least comparatively. Mm-hmm. But it is a it's it's a it's just kind of like a fun isekai 
sh- like fantasy show um kind of in the vein of of uh it's a more fun like happy version of actually no it's not really comparable to shield hero other than being isekai but it's kind of like log horizon a little bit because they're like they're discovering things about this world and like that's kind of the point of it except this one is not nearly as good because what what happens with this is the the slime is just so overpowered <laughs> that he can like do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, it's cool um, to see him progress and find things out about himself, like his abilities and shit. Um, yeah, yeah. And there are some good heartwarming moments, especially in that first half with uh what's her name? Shiro, where he like eats the Shizue. Shizue. That that was a really great moment, and like the parts of the goblins I really enjoyed. Um but yeah, it's it's kind of a sh- a story. It it's it's kind of like this socialist utopia almost <laughs> where he's like really trying to help every single person and everybody's working toward a common goal. That's sure. a very simplified version. I'm not. Yeah. Like the companions he gains along the way and shit, it, like they become his support. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like mob in that sense. Like, yeah, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. kind of like a more collective version of that. Um, but yeah, again, it just, it, the last half of it really slowed down. And so I couldn't give it like a really high score. I gave it kind of a, a slightly above average. Um, I don't know. It's it's easy. It's a pretty easy watch though. So, but it's gonna, there's going to be more, right? Because I think the manga goes pretty. Yeah, a second season was, I believe, announced. I think twenty. Oh, twenty twenty. Sometime in twenty twenty. There's a lot of shit in twenty twenty. We got so watch. apparently a lot of <laughs> a lot of shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This this is a good show, but yeah. Again, it's. I think like wait for the second season because. That's gonna have like more plot that goes on it. This one almost ended on. It's weird. This one ended literally on a recap. <laughs> At least where I watched it, so it's like what? <laughs> right. And like before that, there's like a semi not not quite filler, but just a slow arc. So I'm being really negative on it, but I I still really enjoyed it, especially that first half. Good okay, show. that's what's up. Sao, dude. I I mean, I don't, oh, we don't have, we don't have to talk about it too much, but. If you haven't heard of Sword Art Online, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I, every time I watch SAO now, I'm just expecting the cheesiness, the cheesy shonen, whatever. But, like... This had a really good soundtrack. This probably had my favorite soundtrack of the season. It did. It, it, this is this SAO is better than the last, like... Like, Mother's Rosario was good, but that was, like, super cheesy. And then Excalibur was whatever, and then Gun Gale was kind of eh. Oh, is it Yuki Kadra? Who did the music for this? Yeah, Yuki Kadra. There we go. She, did, I think she did it for all the SAOs. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense that it's my favorite because she's like really good. <laughs> she, <laughs> she did Dot Hack SAO Aldo Zero. Dot Hack is what's up, dude. But yeah, like a little bit this lot ton of stuff. This yeah. season is good. It was it was cool to see to finally get some answers on the some kill guy. Holy shit! On right. some shit, and then it was also good to finally watch another SAO where most of it takes place in a game. And you yeah, know. this one was almost entirely in the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's like that's like actually one of my like a nitpick I'll have. They didn't switch between the game and reality enough. Am I wrong on that, or am I just nitpicking? <laughs> I don't think you're nitpicking. I think you're more talking about the way it was, the way they because laid in the out. first Sao they they really did that. They went back and forth, and that was this cool like tension. Ah, uh, they kind of did. And you mean the Ironcrad arc? No, the Ironcrad arc was mostly all in the game. The Alfheim uh, arc. thinking of later arcs. Yeah. The Alfheim arc they did because Asuna was still asleep or whatever. Look, if somebody's not about to get molested in their hospital bed, I'm not interested. Yeah, I was kind of, I was <laughs> kind of, 
I was kind of hoping not to see like the rapey situation happen in this arc, but then it still happened. It's SAO. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Come on. <laughs> um, but like, uh, no, it was cool, dude. And the and it's not really a technically what Kirito's in is not really a game. It's um a virtual world that's being tested on using the world seed, but it's called Underworld. And yeah, and they use your soul or something like your fluct light. Your fluct light, yeah, which is whatever the fuck. That is. Something in a part of your brain, up your butt, in the heart. It, yeah, I don't know. It plugs into your soul. Something really ridiculous. There was because a couple. A thing. There was a couple ass pulls in this too, just like every other Sao. But it was fucking cool. It was still fucking dope. Like, yeah, I enjoyed the villains <laughs> in this one. Um, Blonde Kirito was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Yujio. Yeah. Yujiro and Kirito is like definitely canon now. Like they're definitely banging in all dojins. Dude, they're cool together. Like it was cool watching them fight yeah. together. It was dope. Not that I'm interested in that. I'm just saying, like it's so obvious. It's like so yaoi. <laughs> like that's so obvious. Like you know they're banging. Dude, it, bro. it's like it's like Hibike Euphonium level, right? Where it's not it's not actually gay. Me but and it Nick, is. me and Nick are you at know? a party with like three of our other friends, and no one else came, and we're just like drinking in the basement. Like, dude, like you know they're banging. Like, <laughs> I ship it. You know they're having no, sex. <laughs> like, all right, UGO, this is how you do a rub and tug. I'm just in the corner, like, yeah, but the way they do it is not the Einkrad style. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. not enough Asana. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's my complaint. Not enough Asana. Dude, it was cool to see Asuna's gun gale form, though. Like, that was dope. There was yeah. a, in the beginning. She was in, there. like, the early half of the show, and then, like, after that, she wasn't even in it. Well, because the way they told it, they wanted to wait to show you what was happening at the base they were at, Wrath, until the very, like, end. Spoilerinos! Yeah, so there's going to be the war. There's going to be a sequel coming out probably next year. Oh, yeah, fuck week. that ending, by the way. The worst cliffhanger ever. Fuck you. Fuck SAO. I'm not watching it anymore. Yeah, a lot of cliffhanger. <laughs> I like the villain at the end, though, uh, the naked chick. The Pontifex. The, uh, admi- yeah. Administrator. She's, yeah. like, basically the administrator yeah. or something. She um, gained her own intelligence and figured out everything of the world she was in, pretty much, and then used that her plus, advantage to become, like... But she's a naked chick. Evil naked girl. I hated that. I thought that was stupid. It's like, dude, you... I thought that was awesome. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's awesome. She's what, naked. It's better than Alice's CG armor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> her armor was kind of gross looking sometimes. Sometimes it looked okay. But. Someone in our Discord called her a discount saber. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, every character is if you think about it. So is Violet Evergarden. Hey, hey, hold on. Shots now. fired. Hold on now. Shots fired. Relax. <laughs> um definitely better my definitely my favorite arc other than Ironcrad though. Like it's I don't I like it better than Gungale. I like it better than Alfheim. And the other ones, like I definitely do. It's really cool the way the the way the yeah yeah the way the shit works in Underworld is super cool. They all blend together to me. I, I rank the show as like straight across the board five out of ten. Five it's out like of ten. Really easy to watch. It is easy to watch. It, it's a little mindless. Not in terms of quality. It's just like yeah, it's five. It has some really great moments and like good, like thematic, like the, the aesthetics really show you what the world is about. Unlike a lot of shows, like the. Uh, like any of the other isekais, really. Mm-hmm. Sword art, you can really tell, like, this is sword art. Like, this is the world, you know? Hell yeah. All right. I think, uh, well, there's also this short that we watched. Me, no, Nick made me watch it. Hula-ing oh, babies. System Call. I have to say a System Call. I wrote that in the show notes. System Call. <laughs> remove dude, when that protection. little monkey dude 
said system call. That was some great voice acting. Holy shit. Oh, the the senator? He's like screamed it. That little the jester guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the senator. He's like, system call! Yeah. Like, I got dude, like goosebumps every time. I'm like, oh shit. Fucking creepy, dude. When he summons like the <laughs> fucking fire genie or whatever. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that was dude. fucking crazy. That was dope. That was a oh cool boss God, fight. I love that guy. SAO, Slime. I think we're about done. We got Hooling Babies. That's which a, is a short. This is a short, and it's about a. And it's st- not even like fan subbed yet. Yeah. <laughs> I there's uh, a good, I watched a couple on YouTube. That's where I watched it because they they did. Yeah, it's about nine episodes in. I think there's fan subs on YouTube if you want to watch it. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's just about these girls who start a hula club, and it's it's kind of funny because hulaing is not the verb for doing the hula. It's saying the verb is the hula doing the hula, but they call it hulaing babies because they're hulaing. That's why I thought it was a Chinese word. I'm like, howling. Yeah, you had to be at our first impressions <laughs> episode. You're like, that's why I skipped it. I'm like, fucking China. Fucking <laughs> China, dude. <laughs> Anytime there's an X, I'm like, nope. Yeah, the only Chinese shows that me and Nick watch around here is uh, Thunderbolt Fancy. Okay, fuck you. Uh, but like, it's like Taiwanese, though, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it's, ta- it's by Taiwanese. Well, that's the people. same thing if you ask a Chinese person. So yeah, it's kind of like Japan and Okinawa, <laughs> except they got a worse relationship. But yeah, but like, um. Fucking say that for the pol- the polit- the geopolitics podcast. Say that for the geopolitics. I'm sorry. Say that for the geopolitics it. podcast. <laughs> but yeah, no, Hooling Babies is really cool though. It's kind of like it's kind of like Working Buddies, or like nothing happens, but you still want to watch it because of the way it looks and the way things happen. Which yeah, it's got a really like bright, soft color color palette. Yeah, the, like the the uh, foreign girl with the blonde hair. She moves using her hair. Yeah, Mona. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking funny. <laughs> they're just floating around like they don't really animate they have like no budget it's like a four minute episode and they still have no budget it's fucking great though because they they use their hair to like do everything and like she grabs the microphone with her hair she's like a monkey almost it's great yeah um and she's my favorite one definitely the 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 blonde haired foreign girl she's the funniest one for sure Otherwise, like it's honestly, it's a short. So like, there's there's only so much of a ceiling you can get with a short. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't really. Um, you almost like you almost kind of can't rate it just because it's like. Eh. I know. It's like it's really the it's like the concept right. is cool and I like the hair, but it's not like gonna make me th- think introspectively about anything. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a few exceptions. Like, well, actually, if you go if you look at um, another short, uh, I can't understand what my husband is saying. That one was actually really good and had like a really good story. Mm-hmm. You should check that one out, Sam. You'd love that. Um, but this one is just is very light. So it's yeah, fun. it's another one of those mindless ones, kind of like Kaiju Girls or or Working Buddies. Um, Honda Face or Skullface Johnson, bookseller Honda Face. That one's got a little bit more of a story, even though that's still like slice of life short. But um, yeah, that's like a that's like a working. Yeah, like, this is what it's like to work here. You know, he works at a bookstore and he's a Skullface Johnson. He's like, there's one episode where he has to sell like Fujo to a bunch of girls, and he's like, doesn't know what to say to them. He's like, uh, save it for the Honda Face podcast. Save it for the Honda, <laughs> Skull Face Honda Face. Um, um, but yeah, so that's that's about everything. I I say um, that we finished. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, as I stuttered to say that, we we kind of went over some of the ones we dropped, and and uh, Danny can give her opinion. I know she probably finished. I know she finished Slime, or she's. Yeah, and we'll give our opinions on uh, JoJo Part 5 and um, Kakaguri as well later on. The only thing is, like, Kakaguri isn't officially out on Netflix yet, I don't think, the second season. So it's just kind of – 
it's a little awkward to review it now. Plus, we didn't have time. <laughs> That's yeah, the main thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, still, I think we should touch on those at a, in a later episode. I still kind of like how we did this over the award style better, but this is easier. This yeah, is easier. We got to give every show its due and everything. It's just fun to talk um, about. You know what we finished. We could give shit. like our favorite OP and ED if we want. My favorite. I didn't really have any favorite EDs. Well, the Doro one was kind of cool. Yeah, but that my, was good. My two um, favorite EDs are are um, Kane or Cayenne by OP Queen B. From Dororo and uh, Touch Off by Uberworld from Promise Neverland. Those are my two favorite OPs. And the ED from Dororo, I like. Dude, just give me SAO across the board. Fuck it. <laughs> I, my, the, you know I what? love the soundtrack on that show. The first the first <laughs> Alicization opening was pretty cool. and um, Yeah, I like the openings, endings. I like the main soundtrack. Which was also uh, Lisa, too, by the way. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The soundtrack for the battle theme is fucking dope. Which they, that's not fair though. Yuki Kadra is like a legend. I mean, come on. <laughs> she is good, isn't she? Like she's done shit. like everything, man. Yeah. Fucking a, fucking a, dude. But yeah, dude, you should check out uh, Yuki Kadra. Check out the uh, check out Overworld too, because like their other music is fucking dope. If you like the opening to Promise Neverland, their other music is sick. But yeah, I I yeah, like those uh, are great. Yeah, Promise I, Neverland and Doro. Dude, Doro's is just so cool, dude. And actually, the opening animation itself, there's a couple of parts where you see Doro drawn in Osama Tezuka's original style. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, I like it. I mean, it, it, I I suppose if you look at like the animation of the opening, then that one probably has the best, or the most interesting. Definitely. Maybe Promise Neverland would give it a run. Right. Um, or oh, well, actually, Sao is is just Sao. Mob good. Mob but, Psycho's yeah. opening was. Yeah, Mob Psycho, Studio Bones. Visually true. was fucking dope because, like, yeah, it's yeah. this big collage of dancing bullshit, and then at the end they're all fighting across the city. It's dope. But, yeah, anyway, we could go Broccoli as well. Yeah, Broccoli. <laughs> I think. I know the first OP had a lot of Broccoli. Because Regan's got a Broccoli plant. Dude, okay, look at the look at the art for Mob Psycho on Mal. It looks the, It's like a cityscape, but in the shape of a piece of Broccoli. I just noticed that it was a piece of broccoli. Yeah, I know. I'm like, holy I shit. thought it was just some like surreal upside down shit, but it's actually yeah, broccoli. Yeah. It's broccoli. Eat your broccoli, kids. Wow, I feel stupid not noticing that. I thought it was just like some surreal upside down crazy shit. <laughs> oh, I see Mob right there in the middle. He's like sitting in the little. Okay, dope. Piece of broccoli. I like steamed broccoli. Nick likes steamed broccoli. We also like Mob well, we Psycho. We gotta rank our. Power rankings, real quick. Oh, do it. we're an hour you, and a half in. You, you go ahead. You go first. You want to okay. just do like the top five? I'll just run mine down. Okay, well, I'm just gonna run them down. All right, run them uh, down. Maybe I'll go from the bottom. Uh, okay, I put because we each I think I'm gonna seven. switch them. I'll put Endro at the bottom. Okay, Kakiyasama at number six, Doro at five, Sao three at or Alicization at four, Wataten at three, Promise Neverland at two, and Mob Psycho at one. Okay. It's also kind of hard because Doro is going to go into the next season, but yeah, it's that one's not finished, so I didn't have it like as high. But even so, it's still fucking dope. Um, I guess slime would be on there, but that's. I just put hooling sure, babies at seven. It's not done yet. I just put <laughs> yeah, hooling babies at seven because yeah, and then I put um Endro, um Sao, uh, my roommate is Cafe's Johnson, and I'll switch Doro to three because it's not finished. Promise Neverland at two. And Mob at one. Mob I guess cycle. technically Neverland isn't finished either, but it had it finished the arc. So right, yeah. 
It's we're not dude. getting another season. 12. Oh man, the last few episodes of Neverland were great. I was like cheering. <laughs> I was too, dude. Oh my god, I was like, go, I was like, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude, go. Actually, at the end of Sao and the end of Mob, I was also doing that. I was like, let's go, yeah. fight bitches. Anyway, there you go. Winter review, going into spring. We're gonna give you our spring first impressions in a couple weeks here, and. um... Let us know what you guys liked in the winter. I mean, I think I pretty... Like three weeks, give or take. You know, thanks to our seasonal discussion channel, I got a pretty good idea what you guys like. But let me know when you finish what your tops were. Let us know. And, um... We should run a Google poll or something. Yeah, we can do that. Or a Twitter poll. Well, no, Twitter poll doesn't let you do as much, right? But, yeah. Yeah, the, the Google uh, forms, I think you can yeah. set something up. It's really easy. But um, let us know what you guys like, okay? Thank you for listening every week. We love you guys so much. Your support is fucking amazing. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I've been Sam the Bomb. Nick Too Slick. No Tear. Now in the Drop Club, Nick. And we've been the Anime Summit Podcast. Oh, you know what? I'm going to switch my number one to Catch It One, actually. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>